Welcome back to another episode of Suds and Cinema. My name's Kyle. I'm Jacob. And I'm Josh. This is episode 142, and today we are reviewing Sick. Sick, bro. Little, Sick. Little film from uh, Josh's boy, I think. <clears throat> John Hyams? I don't... Has he done it? <laughs> have I watched anything of his? Yeah, All of directed alone. That's your boy. You guys liked it more than I did. I know. It's such a joke. Fuck you, you asshole! Relax. <laughs> he did do it. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, so I know last week we said we were going to do Infinity Pool, but it did not open wide. So haven't had a chance to see it yet. But uh, hopefully, hopefully soon. So did a little uh, streaming pick in the meantime. Got to keep the show going. So how are you guys doing? Fantastic. Um, I did want to mention that this mic, Kyle, smells like maple syrup. So you were, I'm recording on your mic and you were very close to it. Why are you on my mic? Because that way I can face Jacob. So I'm not sitting next to him. Fucking linger, man. Yeah, totally. Linger. It makes it easier to have conversation. Yeah. When we're not fate. We're not in the same side of the couch. Okay. Sure. Mine does also smell like I make I make love to the mic, you know. Yeah, so I I'm just a little pulled back, but I can still smell it. <laughs> okay. Does it smell Sorry like a cocktail or <laughs> any precious vanilla in there? <laughs> no, strictly maple cookie, <laughs> maple syrup. But yeah, other than like, that, doing great. Besides the mic, you're doing great. yeah doing doing very very well all right cool uh anything oh yeah how were you you went skiing what's yeah how was your your how many times did you fall (laughs) would you like to get it from you guys first but uh yeah i guess i'll i'll talk about a little trip that we took we went uh skiing at caberfay hills in cadillac michigan and it was my first time downhill, ice, snow skiing. Um, <laughs> ice just straight ice. He <laughs> never uh, stopped. I wouldn't be surprised, though. Yeah. Get to that in a minute. But uh, no, it was a fucking blast. Uh, can't wait to go back, try it again sometime. Highly would, uh, I would highly recommend it. Um, yeah, only fell a couple times, obviously. I mean, I've never been before. And... I fell a lot. They, so a couple times. They call it bombing, and um, I guess that's what I like to do because I like to go fast. So would just go down pretty much as fast as I could, and yeah, I fell a couple times. But yeah, not, when, you, when you fall, it's always like super awkward because like one of your skis yeah. shoots off, and then you have to. Like, it just <laughs> starts rolling down, like sliding down the hill. Okay, yeah, well so that's the, the alternative to snowboarding, which I did. And I've only done, and it sticks on you, so you mm. just roll a lot, and it hurts <laughs> way more. Uh, yeah, I've heard. I mean, they everybody that we were with said snowboarding is harder, and I was like, well, I'm not even going to try that. I'm just going to stick to skiing. But I, after doing that, I would like to try snowboarding eventually. But I'm going to. That's stick how to I felt. A little bit, and here I am, like ten years later. I, I still never say, gone snowboarding. I was snowboarding at like twenty <laughs> in my mid early to mid twenties, and. Yeah. It was hard, and I think that my athletic prowess was much higher then. 
and <laughs> my pain tolerance and my bones and back didn't <laughs> the amount hurt they can take. Much. Yeah, yeah. Nowadays, um, I would probably be out of commission for quite some time. It's like sometimes I roll my ankle standing. So. Yeah, <laughs> I literally like I wake up with back pain, and then I didn't. So I can only imagine what it'd be like in today in my today's standards. I would well, like to go. Personally, I wasn't that sore after and like falling and stuff. You know, I think I like my butt was a little bit sore from falling, but uh, the hill, like the hill that or the run that we run, they're all pretty short. And what they were saying is that like depending on where you go, and obviously further out west, it's it's better. But basically, it's like the same difficulty. It's just like a longer run. Like this, sure. you can go down and it only lasts like two minutes. So it's like you wait 15 minutes to get up there or longer, depending how long, how long the uh, lift line is. And then it only lasts a couple minutes. You're like, well, damn, I want to, you know, I want to go on longer runs, but you got to find different spots to go in Michigan. It's, you know, you, you got to take what you can take what you can get. Yeah. And you did it on the weekend and you did it at a probably, because when I went, I went to Crystal Mountain and I don't remember ever waiting like for a very long time to get in to the to the run but i also only wanted to do a certain number of runs because i was very sore <laughs> after did they what was the grade like what what they black what diamond they up to <laughs> well they have all three available um what did you do the I one i did I the most was diamond. um i think it's green it's a green, green circle, circle <laughs> and then there, i yeah. tried the blue square and that was when i fell I fell on that a couple times, but I only did that yeah, one. So, and then there's Black Diamond. So I went snowboarding very early in the season, mm-hmm. and they only had Blue Square open. So yeah, the first, the o- first and only time, or the two times I've ever gone snowboarding, the only hill that I could go down was Blue Square, and I ate shit a lot. There was little fucking like three year olds oh, going yeah. down past me, like doing fucking like tricks and jumping and stuff, and I'm crawling on my hands and knees trying to make it no. down the hill See, the worst thing for me because i learned i had the teacher and everything when i oh went, yeah you went in france too, yeah right? to the alps a little bit bigger hills than slightly <laughs> slightly bigger than cadillac michigan coming <laughs> he yeah. was in the, in the french yeah the cadillac's french right yeah there we go and i remember my only goal for the entire like we were there for like a week or whatever and I just didn't want to fall on the ski lift, like getting off, because that is like the hardest thing. It's Especially like, snowboarding, because you have to have one buckled still. Yeah. So you have one buckled. Yeah, they said that that would you be have hard. You your way up with one foot, and then you have to, mm-hmm. when you get off, you have to put that foot like on the snowboard, but not buckled in. And then you kind of have to like push your way up to the side, and then you have to buckle in, and then you go. I think so, I would just unbuckle and carry it up. <laughs> Well, the that's skis, like, you just have to waddle like, uh, like yeah, not look like an idiot. You, like, it's like up the hill. Hard, getting on and off the lift is one of the hardest parts on a snowboard, I think. I mean, I'm an idiot and not good. Well, but. I did manage to not fall on the ski lift, but like on the first, when I was learning with on the like kid area, they had these weird things that were like these chairs that kind of moved and you just put them like between your legs and it was like a circle with a pole. And so then it dildo. would just pull you. Yeah. And it would just pull you by your like, you know, like by what the circle between your legs. Right. And yeah, I've seen those. And like 
but it's not consistent. So like it pulls and then it'll like get slack and then pull like jerk and yep, then slack. Yep. Well, I didn't know. It's like a, it's like a chain yeah. basically, right? I didn't know it was going to do the slack thing. So I'm like pulling and I'm like, oh, this is fine. And then it did the slack and then it was like, boom, and it pulled right between my legs. I'm just being dragged by this thing. By your crotch? No, I, by oh. my hands because it, it felt, flew through my legs and I'm just holding on. And I'm like, this is way more embarrassing. I should just let go. <laughs> Fully extended arms. Yeah, just, just like-, like being dragged up the hill. <laughs> And eventually I just let go because I'm like, this is looks way stupider than just You're let like, go. This machine's broken. I think you guys need to ma- maintenance on this one. They didn't tell me that was going to happen. I was just like, oh yeah, they're like, just lean back. It's fine. I was leaning back and then it jerked forward. I fell for a little bit. They went wham and just pulled it off my legs out from under me. And I'm just being dragged up the hill. <laughs> the ski lift was fine though. I didn't fall off at once. So, I mean. Slip at the end. <laughs> of course, I didn't fall off. That would suck. You're high up there, but it was fun, and I've never done it again. Well, <laughs> it was a great time in my life. Hudson Cinema <laughs> ski trip. Let's do it. I would. I would love to try it again. I would like to try snowboarding, but I would probably do skiing again first, just because I already have. Well, yeah, also experience and muscle memory. You know, ten years ago, it's like riding a bike, <laughs> yeah. right? Also, snowboarding, you have to worry about. If you're regular or goofy, too. I I ride a skateboard goofy, so I would assume. Sure, you would have to, but I did Mongo goofy, so it was very hard to (laughs) decide what foot I was going down the hill. (laughs) So I would fall and then switch the foot and then fall Fall and then switch. (laughs) So, yeah, very... Very challenging to snowboard well, without see, any experience on a blue square. Ski, That's more of the you're story. good. You're just yeah. both feet. It's yeah, so what you do they say? Uh, there, honestly, because yeah, you should. What what's the fucking terms? Uh, they say like make oh, pizza the, or the French pizza. fry. Yeah, oh, pizza and French fries. Yeah, that I yeah. I did that so many times to slow down, like to just drop your butt low, and then you're like, okay. <laughs> but by the end of like the third day, then I could start doing like the slide stuff. It's kind of nerve wracking no, too. If if it's busy, it's like you're. You have to like watch out for people. It's all on you. Like people can oh, get. Oh, I your took way. someone out. Yeah, yeah, people can get in your way as much as they want because like they can't. They're not looking behind them, and you have to like, you know, okay. zigzag around people. And to like, be okay, fair, they, they ran into me. I was in front of them, and I went right, and then they came up behind me and just smacked into me. Some French woman. I took. We went took out like flying, and she just like ah, putain. I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Yeah, That's Jacob was trying to do a, Jacob was trying to do a meet cute there and it didn't work. For yeah. Me. I took her. He's out. like, you know well, what? She took me out. You, now you owe me a drink at the bar. He should have said that. And then <laughs> Yeah, I I had no control at first. And then if you accidentally cross your skis, you're fucked. You just start flying and you have oh, no yeah. control because <laughs> it's so hard to release them once they're locked in like that. And I was just yeah. like, fuck, I started going so fast. And Olivier, my teacher, he was like, nice. But next time, let me know when you're going to like go like that. I was like, I wasn't trying to. You're like, yeah, I'll, next time I'll let you know. Yeah, I was you should just be like, Keep up, Olivier. Yeah. He was like a special forces uh, mountain team. <laughs> so like he was doing like, he was making it look so easy, like doing flips, like and like tw- 360s in the air, just going up each ramp. And then I'm just like trying to survive. Yeah, literally. Literally, because it's so steep. How you fly? Yikes. 
All right. Well, anyway. that was uh, a <laughs> ski trip. Um, <laughs> let's get to this beer. Whose pick was it? It was yeah, Josh's. Josh's mine. Pick. Yep. Why don't you let me bring it up the old un, the old untap ski? Excuse me. Um, so in front of us we have the pastry Archie unicorn farts after dark, and it's the after dark <laughs> skew. I'm, I think the wait, can you pastry say that? Archie is the pastry Archie? It's like a pastry it's like a play on pastry Archie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I said Archie. Well, I mean, some people say Arc, some people say Arch. You know, yeah, it is what it is. It is Archie though. Page. <laughs> Pastry Arky. And I think I'm pretty sure the Unicorn Farts is a um series. Series, yeah. And mm-hmm. so uh, I got that. Uh Duclaw Brewing Company. Uh, it is a pastry stout, Jacob's favorite. Um eight and a half percent. Description reads Oh, it also has um gold glitter in it and it is a chocolate cinnamon crunch breakfast out so, so i hope you have a glass kyle so you can see all your gold glitter <laughs> yeah um anyway glitter shines brighter in the dark giddy up for this french toast flavor frenzy wait why does it say french toast and on this it says chocolate cinnamon uh like cinnamon toast crunch i would assume on this i just see yeah but that's not cereal. french toast yeah, but it's a like. <laughs> I mean, French toast, there's cinnamon toast crunch, knows. and there's French toast crunch, though. But oh, that's true. Those mm. are two. Yeah, different that's true. Things. Yeah. Anyway, getting up with this French toast flavor frenzy, complete with alluring chocolate and spiced cinnamon, a beautifully dark dark take on the original unicorn farts collaboration between Duclaw Brewing Company and Diablo Donuts, now brewed as a dessert stout with chocolatey cinnamon cereal and gold edible glitter. Uh, like I said, eight and a half percent, zero IBUs listed. Um, yeah. So I know it's edible gold glitter, but I'm assuming it just goes straight through you. So am I going to have like? If you drink enough of them, you probably have glitter shit. Yeah. I I would assume you have to drink a decent amount of them. But I'm yeah, gonna look right, out for it anyway. We need to talk case. about Jacob's shits again. <laughs> <laughs> Do call brew. Am I, my friends? <laughs> Uh, Duclaw Brewing Company is based out of Baltimore, Maryland. Are you guys going to crack into that? Yeah, it looks I've, like you uh, had it yesterday. Sorry. <laughs> so I I have definitely seen this beer at Horrocks. Go to Horrocks, completely out. Can't find it. I'm like, all right, I've seen it before. I'm sure Megabev will have it. Go to Megabev. Can't find it anywhere. So... I look it up on Untapped on like, you know, you can see where it's available to buy. Only place it has listed is One North um, Bar, Kitchen, whatever, the restaurant, One North. In Lansing. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck, I'm, I'm going to have to get this beer like on draft here I because I can't find it for the show. So I go to One North. I'm like, I'll just try it or, you know, check it in, make some mental notes so I can at least talk about it with the boys on the show. I get there and I'm like, I'm look, I need this very specific beer. It's unicorn farts after dark. And she's like, Oh shit. Like we just ran out of that. I'm like, fuck. And she's like, wait, hold on. Let me, let's, let me double check that for you. And she like goes to the tap and like runs it and it's like out or whatever. But then she goes to another one in 
tries it and it's like the right one. I think it might have been a different Dewclaw beer or something. But anyway, got it last night and I was able to try it on draft so I could at least talk about it on the show. But I am not <laughs> currently drinking Unicorn Farts After Dark. Are Full you currently drinking anything? Uh, not at the moment. <laughs> should I be? Yes. <laughs> you should be. All right. Anyway, well, I'll, grab one. Is... I'll grab one while you guys can uh, while you guys try it. And yeah. Everything. Okay. Nose is not great. Coffee. <laughs> yeah. Metallic coffee. Very, Very I get metallic. A va- I get it like maple, like maple, but I don't that's think there's Kyle's. <laughs> that's that might be Kyle's mic. That's just yeah, the mic. <laughs> might be the mic I'm smelling. Let me pull away from it. Yeah, I get. I like still a get a little coffee, maple, chocolate. It's kind of light, you know, <laughs> on this note, the smell. First sip is good. I like the beginning. The end does give a bitterness to it. it does have a decent bitter finish. Did you say cocoa nibs? No. Just chocolate? Cinnamon. There's no chocolate? There's it chocolate. says chocolate, but. I think I was also saying. cinnamon. <sighs> well, um, just initial impressions. Sorry. I, I went and grabbed a beer. Oh, I'll just say a bit quick. of a, like a syrupiness taste though. Yeah, I do see a little maple, but I don't think there's meant. I mean, it does say French toast, so that's your nose oh, from yeah. my mic. That's ninety percent. That's, 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 that's what I said. <laughs> I'm pulling away every sip. Don't worry. I got very strong cinnamon. Not a lot of like pastry, like breadiness. I didn't really get any of no. like that French toastness to it. But it's very cinnamony. I do get cinnamon and chocolate. Yeah, and chocolate. Yep. And I also grabbed a bomb since we're drinking a stout. I figured I'll just nice. keep it in stout. That, what skew? Just just the standard? Yeah, regular bomb. Yep. They're all good. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I meant to grab Christmas bomb this past year, but I think it was a little past Christmas when I saw it. And I was mm. kind of out of the the game. Yeah, this beer is pretty good. It's good. I I see. I saw Kyle's rating, and I think he was pretty spot on with it. Yeah, I mean, didn't. But um, crushability one low, pretty <laughs> low, pretty low. Yeah, I would agree. We do have a four pack, so Jacob and I may or may not <laughs> squeeze in a second beer here. That's how long this show is. Depending, and also, I will let this warm up a bit. Because I think that it could benefit from that. You know, this is. I think it got better as I drank it. Yeah. Sorry, you're good. I think this would be a good one. That's like aged in whiskey barrels. It'd be really good. Especially since it already has the cinnamon. That'd be pretty good. Speaking of barrel age, Ogma is going to start barrel aging beers. Can't wait to try those in a year. Yeah, at least (laughs) yeah, a year to two. Yeah. (laughs) But still, going to be huge. They just brewed like an Imperial Stout. They're going to throw straight into barrels, I think. It's very hard to see the gold glitter. Did you see it at all, Kyle, when you were in better lighting? Um, Did you see well, the glitter? The lighting was kind of dim, but I I saw it most from like the head. Because like she poured it on draft, okay. right? So like I had like a good amount of head and like I could like see the glitter like sparkling in there. But beyond that, like in my glass, I couldn't yeah. really see oh, it. Oh my God. Yeah, okay. when you use your phone light, it's super... Yeah. Well, I'm gonna take this one with the flash on. Yeah, you can you can very easily see it with the. Uh, 
I did take a picture of about? this one, so I wonder actually if I pull did it up you on a flash. Um, I don't know. <laughs> it is very, very, very glittery <laughs> with the light on. Yeah, see, can't in my see picture, I can't lighting. see it at all. So, does it add anything, though? Besides aesthetic? Um, it adds a, an ooh and an ah to so the no. review. Besides so, aesthetic. No. <laughs> no. I've only Jacob cool said he's had glitter beer. I think I've had, I think this might be my third glitter beer. But the OG anything. Unicorn Farts has glitter in it. Or the sour, whatever it's called. Oh, the one that you had? The yeah, sour not as good as... Yeah, definitely not as good as that one. Yeah, good, not great. Wow, I should have said what I guessed what Kyle's score would going to be because that's exactly what I thought. Yeah, I think we're all in the same yeah. uh, same rating here. Nailed it. It's still good. Yeah, I it is. Like it. I, it's pr- quite good. No connection to the movie, but... <laughs> I saw it, and Super Liquor has been expanding their collection quite a bit. Unicorn so Farts good After Dark. This movie takes place after it gets dark oh, outside. Hello. There you go. Yeah, really stretching Absolutely. there. Absolutely. There it is. Yeah. We're, uh, um, we'll take what yeah, we I'm, I am excited to see 903 on shelves everywhere. So you'll definitely see some more uh, 903 beers in the episodes. Uh, absolutely. I'll okay, try and save else? a lot of them for the uh, for the episode. The what, I'm going to yeah. be tempted to grab a four pack while I'm there, but I will try and keep them exclusively for the for the pod. Very cool. Okay. Anything else on unicorn parts? Like picture. <laughs> <laughs> no. 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 That's good. Cool. All right. Let's get into our featured review. We're talking sick. Sick is written by Kevin Williamson and Caitlin Crabb. Uh, it is directed by John Hyams. It stars Gideon Adlin, Bethlehem Million, Dylan Sprayberry, and Mark Manchata. Manchata. Uh, Plot synopsis reads, Due to the pandemic, Parker and her best friend decide to quarantine at the family lake house alone. Or so they think. Ooh. What did you guys think of Sick? Oh, that was sick, Brad. No, um, I didn't love this one. I liked it. Definitely <laughs> quite a bit worse than Alone for me. Quite a bit? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's just like, I, honestly, it was kind of weirdly nostalgic almost with the whole like first part, especially with the toilet paper and everything. <laughs> I'm like, wow, I can't believe that was like our world, literally, you know. Yeah, like touching three years now, almost. Yeah. And like, we're almost on the thir- three year anniversary. Like, thinking back to that, it's like crazy that people were wiping their fucking produce down and shit when they got I it. used to wipe down, like, if I were DoorDash and stuff. I oh, I didn't down. do that. Oh. <laughs> I <Sorry>. did. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that was probably the coolest part, honestly. I feel like, though, this movie is, like, kind of the perspective that conservatives think liberals are. <laughs> think about, like, pandemic. Do you think By that was in, uh, playing? Yeah, I am interested yeah, in I the uh, so. point of view I or, like, what, what was so. they trying to say? 
with this message. Because I feel like you could take it two different ways. One, yeah, well, I'm not, we'll get there without, you know, spoilers once we get more talking about it. But yeah, I didn't love this one. It was nice and short at least, but overall it was pretty standard. Though I did think it looked pretty good for the most part. It wasn't like anything that blew me away visual wise, but overall it was pretty good looking. But yeah, it was a very just standard movie in this area. I kind of loved it Mm. for exactly the reasons that you don't like it. Mm -hmm. I think... Bro, it you knew what it so was. To me right now, I feel sorry. <laughs> I, th- I think that once once the 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 pedal is pushed to the floor, it doesn't stop. It's unrelenting. I think some of the fucking kills and some of the action shots were were pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, I also love how he how he made how it felt in the house, the way that the camera was moving, how in and out of rooms and the, like the geography of the house and the, the, the overall layout of the house felt pretty epic and pretty awesome. Like a lot of times you, you'll see a movie and you'll kind of get lost in it and you'll get lost in the house. And I think bodies, bodies, bodies is a a perfect example (laughs) of that where, you know, you see these, you see these random rooms and you're like, where the hell is this in content? Like they're in the basement. Now you see a body downstairs and you're like, wait, Basketball where was court. this from? <laughs> and this, this one, I feel like it was very tight in where everything was. And you kind of never got lost in the house in the way that it was filmed. A lot of kinetic shots, a lot of following our protagonist and, or I guess char- main characters in general. Um, I think like some of the kills, like I said, some of the action was pretty epic. And I like was like, oh, shit, a couple of times. Like I got those oh, fuck moments, which, you know, you don't. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, just like that. I was like, oh, fuck. Mm, fuck. <laughs> um, Carissa did watch this with me and she was on pins and needles the whole movie. And I think that this. It's kind of a shame, I think, that this got bumped to Peacock, and I think that his last one, what alone was bumped straight to Hulu or something, because I think uh, that this I could have done. It on Hulu, yeah. I think this could have been a decent movie that could have gotten some buzz, kind of like a Terrifier two or like a um, Barbarian. Even um, I think that the budget was pretty low, but I think that once a movie like this, the word kind of got out, I think that this would be a movie that a lot of general audience viewers, especially horror film and horror fanatics alike could kind of gravitate towards. And, you know, it's a good, it'd be a good movie that like, you know, like when we were in high school, college, like it would have been kind of a cool movie to go to and experience as a younger a younger generation as well as you know in their current age when we're we were you know 20 late 20s when COVID officially hit so I think that I think it did a very effective job of what it was going for and we liked Alone I think this is better than Alone for me personally um but I think that this guy John Hyams is kind of a a 
dark horse of the genre and under the radar. Yeah, I think he has a a promising kind of future ahead of him. Uh, I I was trying to touch on the the nature in which it was released. I I do think it's kind of like a perfect streaming movie because it's so short and because it's I guess like there's no like big names in it or anything like that but um sure but based on like when it came out like it actually would be like a good january february release if they're trying to make money from it right um yeah i mean i wasn't like blown away by sick or anything i think alone is like way better but i do think that he is a talented filmmaker so like a lot of the stuff that you were touching on, like the geography of the house, just how it looks in general. Um, that's like my favorite stuff about it. I do think that the movie is kind of like too little too late. Like Josh was saying, we're coming up on three years of this and we're just now getting to this movie that's set in like the heart well, I of think the pandemic. That this is gonna, but I think that there's a new, there's going to be a new genre of movies that are going to touch like the Harbinger did it. I think that we are getting to that point where it's, so far gone that now it can be made into movies like if this would have came out during covid i think it would have been a little too poignant or a little too on the nose at the time and i think that now it's going to gravitate it's going to bring people in because you can be like holy shit like it's still it gives you nostalgia already and it's only x amount of years removed so i think the next like three to five years we're going to see a lot more movies of this era. Yeah. I don't think we're going to not see COVID or pandemic movies anymore, but it's like, I guess it's just more of a thing of, do you buy into it or not? Because yep. especially with like the messaging too, which we'll get into like, what is it trying to say? And you know, is that, do, do you have nostalgia for that? I mean, I don't really have nostalgia for that, that era yet. It's only been three years. Like I think it could be interesting to do one like ten years from now, maybe. <laughs> I, I I know, but like like it it's feels been, like a lifetime. Ago. But it's been you know like like nine eleven, and I hate to compare it to it, but like in our lifetime, it's this is probably COVID and nine eleven are like the things that we've really lived through and have been very yeah, world changing events, right? Changing events, and um, you know, like we were too young for nine eleven to really impact us. And I think that now that COVID, it's just felt like it's been decade. <laughs> like it feels like we've been going through this, the COVID era for so long that I think that feeling that and the kind of the exhaustion that we got throughout the process, I think that with it, like Jay was saying, it felt that long. So I think that movies now that they're even being three years removed, not even, I think that it still feels like we can still get that nostalgia because it was such a life-changing and huge event that everyone was kind of not everyone but a lot of people were on board at the same time you know it was it was one time that I think for the most part a, a lot of people kind of united or affected them the same way as it affected everyone else and there's very few kind of things that are that can do that, that can kind of, whether I mean, you I don't know if anything else did that, <laughs> whether I, you're, you know, you're, I mean, nine 11 affected us, but not really right. The world as much, but like political, you know, like taking political views, taking 
religious views, taking whatever you want, worldviews, all of that kind of culminated in this era of the entire world is experiencing this together, same event same together. Time. And that's why it's just such a massive thing. And I think that, like you said, it take, Jacob said it took, it felt so big and for so long that it already feels like it was, you know, 10 years ago and it's barely even. Well, I mean, I aged like at least five years. Like COVID can't even drink yet in dog years. <laughs> it's true. You know? Almost. Coming up almost. soon. It's yeah. almost, it's, it's, it's almost in its 21st birthday, but in dog we years. We in his beach. That's COVID. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's like, that's fine. But a lot, a lot of that stuff is. <laughs> He's like, that was so dumb for you to say. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. But no, but I disagree with everything. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, that's like, that can be kind of a personal view. And obviously sure. it was huge and world changing stuff like that. But like for myself, never stopped working you know still had to travel yeah. do all of these things like it was definitely life affecting and it was a huge thing for sure not like discounting that at all but like personally like i mean you can't tell me what i feel nostalgia for right if i don't feel it and absolutely yeah it's like i said it's it could be something that i do feel nostalgic for five or ten years from now but coming up on the three-year mark it feels to me like the movie is like miss the boat rather than cashing in on this nostalgic thing or whatever and you know it whatever it doesn't really i guess it doesn't really matter like the it's it's more of just Nothing like a really setting matters, bro. <laughs> it's just more of like a of like a setting for like you said there's like some great kills in it just this kind of you know stranger in the house movie and that stuff is fine i mean I didn't think it was like that thrilling or like tense or anything, but um, I did like some of the kills and yeah, I guess I'm just more interested to get into like some of the messaging and stuff. Cause I think that's where, I mean, of course I have my notes of nitpicks, which we can get into later, but I'll just leave it at that for general yeah. thoughts. We'll get back into it. We'll come I also to the think that later. this, I think that I appreciate this a little bit and I, honestly thinking of it now, it didn't, I didn't really resonate with it at the time, but I think this kind of gives me the collector vibes and not necessarily, I think collector did a better job of, you know, that in the house, you're not even safe in your own home kind of mm-hmm. scenario. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think that this, this did a pretty good job of like portraying that in a lesser degree than collector. Cause obviously collector was balls to the wall and yeah. It felt like them to me. I don't know if you guys saw that French, French Canadian French. I don't know. For some reason, I thought you were talking about they them, like they the them. Kevin Bacon them. No. series, and I was it's like, just, God, it's no, called I heard it was horrible. You, but it's oh, them. I did hear of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I L S, but it's them and English. That I think that it's pops like up uh, in a lot of the horror movie um, things. Uh, it's compared to. It's not compared to. Obviously, not this, but oh, Josh, this no, is huge. You, you got to watch this. What's your big? Hour seventeen yeah, minute runtime. Yeah, you haven't seen. It? Neither <laughs> of you have seen it. No, no I've never what's, heard what's of it. What's it actually compared to? You're next. You're next. Yeah. Yep. Which is 
I feel like them is kind of closer because they had like the hoodies and stuff. But I put I it think on my maybe watch they were mad. I don't know. I haven't watched them. Isn't since it pretty forever. similar to like the Strangers too? Mm, hey, Jacob, it's more like being remade so. right now. It's in development. Is it really? Yep. There you go. Oh, Jacob. He has an English about, English film. Unless it's unless it's, Chi- unless it's Asian, <laughs> he's not interested. <laughs> I watched this one a long time whenever. Well, you're it came yeah, out. you were you were in the French time. Yeah, then. <laughs> you were into the French then. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's when I started watching Denny and all those too. Sure. All right, let's dive into the. Uh, okay, my the, blue the nitty gritty of the. I the yeah. So I guess basically just spoilers from here on out. But plot wise, it's a family that is hunting these people down that they're because their son died at uh from catching covid at a party or whatever and what i think he's like what it seems to me or what it what comes across as is that acting this crazy over it is like insane or wrong or whatever when yeah i feel like it's kind of justified like i'm not i'm not saying like killing them is justified i'm just saying like People being like, you know, that safe or whatever, like that's, or, you know, it seems like, it seems like he made this in hindsight of COVID, like, wow, people were like so crazy about COVID back then. And it's like, well, yeah, rightfully so. <laughs> so that's yeah, just what it Because we had no idea. <laughs> I think he was trying to portray the extremes of both. I think that there was the extremes yeah, that's what, of like, Well, that's where I'm like lost at because I think I can see the other side to it also, but just like when I was watching it, that was my initial thought. So I guess that's what kind of Same. stuck with me. So here's my initial feeling. And it obviously got switched at a, at a certain point, but I honestly thought that these killers were a metaphor for COVID. When the guy in the apartment, I was like, mm. did he actually get killed or was it just COVID was this hooded figure that we couldn't see with a mask on that was like kind of mocking itself, you know? Mm-hmm. And then eventually it switched. I was, cause I was like, is this a metaphor for COVID? Like is, did he make a movie about COVID and have the killers be COVID? But then COVID. It, it ended up, it ended up switching itself. Obviously when, when we found out who the killers were and why they were doing it. But for a minute there, I was like, it could kind of be interesting if, you know, you kind of made a COVID mocking itself by wearing a mask, all black hooded figure that's looks like they're actually killing people by, you know, these gruesome kills, but it's actually just them dying from, from COVID. So that could have been cool, yeah. <laughs> but obviously this was a little bit more of a literal, literal sense of the, of the killing. But yeah, I was on the line of what, Kyle was thinking too. I'm like, okay, is this director just like the one of those who is just like, oh my god, people, all those crazy libtards and acting crazy about COVID. It's not even that bad, type thing. By the end of it, and I was trying to actually see how it could be viewed from the other side, and I don't actually see that clearly. Like what? Well, because you're you're meant to to sympathize with the with the girl, right? And what what her character did was go to this party like they threw like a covid party or whatever like last party we're gonna have before we got a quarantine and like they were yeah they were not being safe so like if that's the character that you're sympathizing with then 
I feel like it does lean more in that direction, even though I do see both sides still. I do too. I think it, I think it played a pretty good middle ground. Cause if you went one way or the other too much and then you, then it would piss off the other one, you know? And I don't think this movie is offensive. Yeah, for like, yeah. It might be tame. Sure. But I mean, yeah, if he's sitting on a fence and not taking any Yeah, I just thought the motivations were it, like when it finally came out that it was because of that, their son like getting killed and that they were like being this crazy about it. it that just like, I'm like, mm, I didn't, it was, I thought I took it as like, tried to take it as just being like a humorous type thing. Like, oh, like, that's a, com- like a commentary. Yeah, parody but like, I don't know if it actually came across like that or if it, for me, it just really came across as like it looking, trying to make it look that people who cared that much about COVID look crazy. Yeah. I think they definitely could have done more with the writing in terms of the, the family dynamic. Like when they're like yelling at each other, you know, when they're like, and the girls are there, but like tied up, there could have been more comedy or like played up to lean into that more, but yeah, they. I think they just end up coming across crazy. Also, yeah, and they're like, do a COVID test now. See, you're asymptomatic. I, it just felt like that part is when it really fell apart for me, and just mm-hmm. became really like there's a difference between self aware and I don't. I didn't really get that feeling. It just felt like like kind of uh, cringy, honestly. But like, I get. Do I didn't not, know if it was trying to be funny okay, or serious. I have to say this though. In retrospect, being where we are today, wasn't a lot of the precautions and a lot of the, I don't want to sound a certain way because obviously we were all kind of in the same boat of what COVID was and it was a very scary time. But looking back on it, wouldn't you argue, couldn't you argue that some of it was pretty cringy? And yeah, he but that's kind of he should have leaned into that. that. Like he should have, like there should have been things like, uh when they are outside and they're like 10 feet away like forcing them to like wear a mask or whatever you know things like that where it's like okay in this case it wouldn't matter but they are being she, so they concerned with it no they, 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 like, they did it all they did it all in cases where like it did make sense to be cautious and then even then they backtracked on it like literally one of the first things and that happens is she forces her to wear a mask in the car, but then when they get to the house together, they don't have a mask on. So it's like, they if you're going to quarantine yeah. together, then why are you wearing a mask in the car together? It makes no sense. Yeah, if you're anyway. going to be together anyway, you're just going to get it together anyway. So yeah. whatever. But And even, yeah. Like, but that's I'm pretty what, sure there was a point where they were like, we're outside, it doesn't matter. No, she said eight feet away. Six feet. She said eight feet in the movie. Oh. Are you sure? Yeah, I started it over from the beginning because I'm like, because I like watched half of it and then I was, it was stopped. And then I'm like, well, I should I start from the beginning. So I've seen it twice, almost all the way through. <laughs> once all the way through, once half the way through. And yeah, she said eight feet, which wasn't a thing at the time. It was, I thought it was 10. But either way, like for me, I can't separate it from being like in the medical area. Like it was very different back then. We literally had no test for it. We had no treatment for it. We had no vaccine for it. And it was killing people by the thousands every day. So, yeah. like, of course, we were 
treating it super seriously because we were just trying what we could because we that's all we could do on a medical perspective. But yeah. On their perspective. But yeah, it, we're hindsight is 2020. Like, yeah, if we look back now and we're like, okay, we didn't have to do this or this, it's like, yeah, but like at the time we had no idea what we know now. Now we have a vaccine. Now we have Paxlovid. Well, now us. we have testing for it so we can actually find out if people have it or not. So yeah, now it's, we're good. We're past it. We're good. There was also this. Me- I, I f- now, if people still act like that, it's kind of a lot because yeah. it, we're, it's not, like that anymore we have everything we we know how to treat it and i don't know good if, to go get vaccinated if you're that worried yeah i think that good this was uh this was made in the movie too but you know it kind of highlighted on the fact of us being the age that we were during that time like yeah know, it, it does suck because i feel like i lost like the so many we lost a lot like of some good. of my best years of my life basically or like, like uh, end of my late 20s, 20s <laughs> like i missed my last like we couple missed years 27 28 and then we just went to 29 yeah, and, and we were already our last year almost to 30 and it's just like that was what really fucking sucked about that time but, but i'm saying like yeah. during and i think i'm pretty sure this highlights it like we're we're all young i think it in the movie it says something to the nature of their age of them being young and it's like it's not going to be as bad as it you know when we're older well, there's a line in the no, movie that they say right that's what i'm saying yeah, that's like what I was saying. Oh, yeah. That's what I was saying. Like, we're all... No, they, it was during the party. I think they, she was like, oh, we're, we were all young. And I think that that was kind of... You know, the, the mom is older, obviously, and the kids were younger, and they were having this party. And I think a lot of our generation was kind of thinking that, like, you know, we're young. A lot of this data is coming out saying it's affecting these older people. It's affecting... You know, they have heart conditions, they have respiratory conditions. And I think that the the stigma between our generation and obviously younger was, oh, we're young. Like, you know, it's, it might be bad for a little bit or it might be bad for a little while. We lose our taste and smell, but then it comes back and everything's fine again. And I think that this did a pretty good job of highlighting those two different eras of the mom being older and kind of thinking that it is to her, it's different than what it was to us, you know? And I, I think that it did a pretty good job on that too. So yeah, it's a little, I, I think it comes off cringy sometimes. Sure. I think a lot of these yeah. movies are gonna because it looking back on it now, it could be classified as a little cringy what we were doing, but we just didn't know, you know, we had no idea what this was going to be. I mean, but that's like looking back at the Black Plague and being like, oh, those people are pretty dumb wearing their mask and shit. And like the Black Plague exists now, right? It's not like it's gone. People oh, yeah. still get the plague and it doesn't kill anyone anymore because we know how to treat it. But at the time it killed half of the population of Europe. So, right. And COVID was more deadly. If you look at it, I mean... Think of if COVID existed during that time and how many it killed over a million people in the U.S. Oh, yeah. In the 2000s. How many would have killed then? Oh, yeah. I'm not down. Yeah. Definitely not downplaying. Yeah. Why people felt the way they did. Yeah. But looking back on it, it's kind of hard not to be like, oh, my God, people were wiping off their 
bags, you know, like I did. Yeah. <laughs> which is, which you yeah. rightfully so. I mean, you were the most educated probably of any of us or most people and you did that, but also like, you know, it's like, Oh, looking, good for you. <laughs> looking back on it, you're like, I also man, had that was kind of my like, paper that said I worked for Rite Aid and yeah. I was allowed to drive yeah. and be out in public and all that. Like I still have my fucking <laughs> I wish I would have kept my that. I wonder if I kept that. I wish. I wonder if I kept that. That'd be a you cool know? thing to like keep. Or it's just like have the right aid simple. It's like I'm allowed to be out. It's just yeah. I mean, hindsight. It's easy to say it now, obviously, because mm-hmm. we have everything and we survived it, you know. And, and yeah, but back then, you you re reminisce on it. It's kind of like ah, it's like ugh, like you almost. It's like looking at like your awkward 14 year old middle school photos. You're like, oh, why the fuck would I wear that? You know, it's like, that's kind of the vibe I get with coat. Like not, it's, <laughs> I'm not downplaying it. Like to reiterate, like it sounds bad, but it's almost like, oh my God, I can't believe I wiped my ground beef off before I ate it. Yeah, I mean, like the fact we're wearing the regular mask, which don't do anything much right. versus for yourself, obviously. But in 95, we learned later, so it's like, really, we weren't doing much. <laughs> right. But we were trying. We were best. trying. We were doing our best. Science <laughs> really rules. And we'll, we'll probably always have to wear masks into a hospital, which is probably how it should be. I know. I mean, <laughs> I wear a mask I every time I get sick now. I think so. there's a lot of uh, good things that came out of it. And I think masks are now a normal cool. thing. Yeah, it's yeah, fine. I mean, like, guys, like uh, Eastern cultures always did that. So, yeah. They, like, yeah. whenever they have a cold, they wear masks. And now... Now I see people do all the time. It's just like, yeah, it makes sense good, to good wear a job. mask if you're sick. Also, because they don't know, they still think maybe it is COVID. I mean, I still it's get still mad around. at people now. Like it didn't, I didn't used to think about it before as much, but now like I had someone come in the other day, like, yeah, I just, uh, urgent care said I had influenza and I'm, and they're not wearing a mask or anything. I'm like, and you're trying to like, why the fuck are you in here then? Like, why are you not wearing a mask? Why why didn't you come through a drive thru? And you even said like I'm like, I don't want to get your fucking influenza. You even said Eastern World. Yeah. And there was a there's an episode on Shits Creek, which is filmed in Canada, that the daughter is sick and she was wearing a mask when her mom's around her. Yeah. Like it's just it's just not an not, American it makes, thing. Yeah. It was like it, if you would have done that before, it would have been weird. Yeah. Now and it's now like, it's acceptable. Yeah. Like it if makes you're feeling a little bit it's, sick, you're sneezing. Like, oh, why are you wearing a mask? I'm like, oh, I got a cold. And they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. And it's this now. Yeah. Now it's fine. Yeah. But before they would thought you were like, a we digress. Yeah, digress. Back to sick. Back to sick. <laughs> I mean, it's all relative, but yeah, it's all, yeah, it's, it's all I mean, relative to the movie. I guess just the, like having, you could have like an extended conversation about COVID and the times and all that stuff. And I guess that's part of connects to what you were saying about like the nostalgia of it. Like, yeah, we can talk for, two hours about like COVID and just like living in that year and all that stuff. So I get what you're saying by that, but besides like just the, what like the director's intentions were and stuff like that, it definitely does have like some missteps that of just like you would see in typical horror movies and, you know, just random, yeah, random nitpicks and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I don't know anything else to say on the movie sick. Not on COVID. What do you What do you guys think about the acting overall? Because I honestly thought the family at the end was pretty bad, but like I think the main two girls weren't bad. I think it's one that 
you have to kind of buy into. Mm-hmm. And that's, it sounds bad to say, but expectations and that's what almost came you know, came kind of, why it came off cheesy almost was like the parents like being sad that their son died and co- going crazy about that that is something that's in a lot of horror movies right and like i can buy into that but because of how badly i think they delivered those kind of lines and stuff is what made it come off so corny and almost like it was supposed to be comedic at that part and i'm confused on whether it was supposed to be comedic or if it was supposed to be like a serious moment. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, um, I guess I didn't notice anything too bad. So I guess I, I would say that I, I would agree that it wasn't bad, but yeah, the ending, I think just the tone is confused at the end. Not, I mean, sure. There might be some off delivery on what they're, if you're envisioning it to be intended as this tone and they're delivering it differently, then that could be perceived as bad acting, but I don't know if anything was bad per se. Yeah. I don't mean like it was like terrible. I just mean like it was a little bit much, I guess like it just didn't come off sincere. I don't know that it's the tone, what you said. It's just the tone felt off at the end. It just felt confused compared to the rest of it, which felt more intense and like serious. Like when she was like, take a COVID test, like I could not take that like seriously, like, because if they were just gonna, if they knew she was it and they want to kill her, like why even like make her take a COVID test when you have to wait like fifteen minutes for the results? Like just sitting there, well, we might kill you right now. <laughs> like they went to all this trouble and they knew for sure it was her. Like they could have been anyone in that party, you know, that gave it. Yeah, to exactly. if any person at the party had it, they probably would have given it. She could have gotten it from that party too. Like, you know. So it didn't make sense to be her specifically just because she kissed him. Anybody in the party that w- he interacted with at all within six feet would could have given it to him. I mean, even if that, you it trace so it back infected. more, like, do their actions, like, would it be a believable jump to go from <laughs> our son is dead to we need to kill everybody at this party, like, for parents grieving, like, in that time, too? Like, imagine, like, 2020, like... They did kill more than one. No, I know that's what I'm saying though. It's oh, like, yeah, is that a believable thing to go from like they killed him. a family grieving yeah. their son to like just killing everybody? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that, that's, that's like a horror trope. Yeah. Thing, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate to see a lot of uh, comparisons to Scream, and it makes sense because the writers, that's a good one. Yeah, the writers Scream. Oh, okay. Kevin Williamson wrote Scream. Always has he that wrote kind of like Scream, Scream Two, to The Faculty, Scream Three, Scream Four. Then the newest scream, and then I actually him and Craig, I've never seen Scream still. Actually, or Craig, <laughs> him and Crab both wrote the new Scream together. I actually don't think I've seen any Scream movies. I've seen one. Because like I always hear kind of like those cheesy. Yeah, they are like, pretty overrated. But yeah, I don't think I've ever. I obviously know Scream is iconic, mm-hmm. but I don't think I've seen any. Could be a huge premium soon. All right, anything else on sick? Yeah. I mean, I would do it. Nope. No. All right. Let's rate it out of five stars. What are you guys going to say? I'm going to give it a two and a half. I gave it a four. I am going to go two. Uh, let's move on to some nano reviews. I have quite a bit because um, we didn't really do nano reviews last week, but uh, I can definitely burn through some quickly. So anybody I have two. want to start? 
I just have one. Okay. Uh, I guess I will start. I watched a movie called You Won't Be Alone. This was uh, during the Cram Jam. It's directed by Goran Stolevsky. Um, don't know the origin, country of origin for this, but it uh, does have Numi Rapace Rip- in it. Rapace. Uh, I would describe it as a Malekian, like Terrence, Terrence Malik, Malekian okay. witch, kind of like the witch also. Um, just like a person tr- that's been super sheltered up to a certain point who has, you know, who is a witch and like is able to kind of morph and transform and take on different lives and roles, let's say. So it does do a lot with like gender and identity and kind of like almost coming of age, even though she's like 18 or however old she like has been living in a cave her whole life. So when she gets out into the world, she's like learning everything for the first time, kind of like a fish out of water thing. So it's pretty dreamlike, but it's also kind of repetitive. Um, I would say it is kind of boring at points, but because of the nature, uh, like the weaving in and out of like the story, it's, it's almost like little separate stories as you go. Some of them are bound to be more interesting than others. And that's kind of the problem is that you're like, Oh, I wish I was watching more of this. And then it changes and it goes to something less, less interesting. Uh, but the end is amazing, I will say. And yeah, I don't know if I would recommend it to either of you guys, but <laughs> it is a movie that I watched. So <laughs> I ended up giving it a three. Quite interesting. Okay. Another movie I watched for the Cram Jam for Top 10 was called Hit the Road. And I believe this one is Iranian, Iranian, Iranian. Uh, this is about a family who hits the road. <laughs> anyway, but I'm in Iran. How poignant. Um, no, yeah, it's about a family who is trying to get their son away from the government because they will like draft kids at a certain age or whatever into the army. So they're trying to get him like Sounds to safety. Yeah. Um, and they're just kind of like dysfunctional and loud and uh, it's shot amazingly, but another movie with like very extended scenes of like dialogue that can be boring, but also like if you're in on it, they're like super intriguing. So just make sure you're fully awake and invested and like these conversations can be super poignant and I don't know, like heartfelt, like you know, it's just a, it's a basic family of the mom and the dad, two sons, and the dog is dying for some reason. I don't know. That doesn't really have any impact on the story, I don't think. But uh, yeah, it's pretty short, 94 minutes. I liked it, didn't love it. Could go up on a rewatch, though. I gave it a three and a half. And then I have three more, but I'll let one of you guys go. You, um, I'll just burn through a, a quick one because um, I actually did a rewatch. I rewatched Tick Tick Boom. Huge. And yeah, it was a huge rewatch for me. Um, 
I think that the um, the acting is absolutely incredible. I think Andrew Garfield just absolutely controls the controls the the um, film. I think everyone else in it is does a very good job at um, at what they're what they're asked to do. Um, I noticed a lot of things. And it's funny because I did watch it, like I think maybe even less than a year ago, and um, there was a lot of More things that I January 9th and January twenty eighth. Okay, so. so a little over a year. A little over a year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Kyle. <laughs> thanks. Yeah, thanks for the info. Um, so in a year you do forget. <laughs> over a year, you kind of forget naturally some some elements of a movie and. Um, you know, I, I picked up, picked up on some things that I missed, I think, and the overall feel of the movie just felt a little slightly bit uh, more cohesive this time. Um, it did, or the first time I thought it wasn't, I, you know, like that perfect, you know, didn't give it everything that I wanted. And I think this rewatch definitely, um, helped with that. The songs, the, the the songs that are in it are incredible. Um, some very catchy songs, and then kind of the the crescendo of the end. Every we all talked about that song at the very end, and it's it's an incredible song, and it really means a lot once you you know kind of see the whole movie and kind of see this character um, Jonathan Larson in front of us, and um, the shots are awesome. I think. Lynn Manuel Miranda really, you know, did a did a number on on his creativeness on his shots and it Is felt, he working on anything else? I don't I know, but it felt like a very polished director filming this that took this and this is actually his first and only film. So um, obviously he's been around plays and the way that the structure of it and the way that it kind of feels like a play but isn't shot like a play. It kind of feel it. I think it feels like what Ma Rainey wanted to be. Um, but I think Ma Rainey failed a lot in, in the kind of efforts. Wait, of, was it, didn't, sorry. Had it, was, it was just like an episode or two ago that I think you said the exact same thing about another movie. Ma Rainey. Yeah. You're like, no, Jacob brought up Ma Rainey. Oh, Okay, maybe it was. That. I swear to God, yeah, I've heard that up. in like the past two episodes. Someone was like, "This is what Ma Rainey wanted to be." No, Jacob. Jacob brought up Ma very, Rainey's like acting or something. Oh, okay. I have or no idea. like when he, we were talking about the Oscar bait, bait, and it was the Fableman's episode. I'm pretty sure. Mm, okay. Probably. Listeners, like let us know too. what movie. You're <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was the Fableman's episode. But anyway, uh, Ma Rainey is a play that was adapted into a movie that I think felt like too much like a play. And this one didn't. And, uh, I think I really appreciate, or I do really appreciate that. So huge rewatch for me, not much to say I talked about before, but, um, ended up bumping it up and giving it the full five star, um, banger and definitely one of the best films of um 2021 very cool okay i guess uh, i can go again. no go kyle go kyle, kyle. And then you, yes, he does that one. all right i did 
three rewatches. Uh, I'll start with Red Rocket because I don't really have much more to say on it than the first time, but um, still love it. Looks amazing. I think I got a little bit more out of the uh, the setting, uh, just like the time and everything. You know how it's set like during the election period. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Still love Red Rocket. Okay. Another rewatch that was huge, very huge, not actually not that huge, but still huge, uh, Vox Lux. So I hadn't seen this in yeah, I see a few years. Store here. Mm-hmm. Hadn't seen it in a few years. Um, but yeah, watching it, I love this movie. Filmmaking on display, it's quite dark, but it feels like just super tight and like, not masterful, but, <laughs> you know, he's just a great, great director, uh, even though I think this is the only movie I've seen of his. Yeah, he, has, he hasn't yeah. done much stuff. But uh, it just feels like someone that's been doing it for a while. Like, the editing, everything, how it's put together. Uh, yeah, it's it's super interesting, too. It's kind of set over, I mean, it's set over a lifetime, but it's it feels like it's kind of broken up into three acts. I mean, well, a lot of movies are three-act structure, but... Uh, <laughs> it's like about a young girl who gets revolutionary. Yeah, has like an accident, uh, or goes through this trauma tragedy, becomes a singer. Uh, that kind of like catapults her into stardom, and then like she has to like deal with you know fame and all that shit. But yeah, just it's it's super interesting. A lot of people say it falls off like when it does the time jump, and I will say that's like my least favorite part even though i still really like that part because it's talk it's dealing with the fame aspect and like the the contrast of where her character starts to where she is now and just like these things that happen in life that will you know guide you and josh the 9-11 in this movie is like a thing oh there you go it's like a like a moment that you know they kind of talk about the post 9-11 world and yeah it's uh music is by uh sia which i kind of hate sia but the music in this is pretty great and I mean, yeah, yeah the end is just like a 15 minute great. concert what i said yeah she sucks as like a person but her music is yes. pretty good yeah exactly yeah don't endorse her but the music is great and yeah, the end is really weird because it's just like you're watching like a concert. It's really it's like 15 minutes of just Natalie Portman lip singing, lip syncing uh, to music. <laughs> but yeah, I bought I it on Blu-ray. Like, so uh, I'll to bring it so you guys can check it out if you are interested. Oh yeah, I just put it on the watch list. Um, 2023 is the year of Kyle's uh, out of 100 ratings. I see. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I just saw that too. To keep up. Huge. So, yep. I will uh, try to keep them updated. I got to think a little bit more about it too, especially because I'm starting with, I don't have like a base of numbers to pull from yet. So I'm putting more thought into these initial ones and then it'll be easier as we go. But yeah, uh, yeah, I'll save my last. Yeah. It's great. I'll save my last. You can. uh, Oh yeah. Super easy. uh, (laughs) You can see which one was actually the best. And the top 100 when we redo it. Five years from the now. Top, top one of years from now. 
Okay, I'll save my last rewatch uh, for the end. Jacob, you want to go? All right. I finally checked off Petite Mama. Okay. That was and it. the end. No, uh, I thought it was great. But I do see, I saw Travis has complained about it, about it being too short. And I kind mm-hmm. of agree. I, it does feel like it's going along. I'm really bought into it. I'm loving the world that is built and like the mystery and everything that's happening. And then it just like the end, it comes very quickly. And then it's just like, oh, it's over. But that's, that's pretty much the biggest problem with it. I thought it looked beautiful. I loved the music, the score. And yeah, the story was just like such a refreshing, interesting story. I can't really think of a another movie that has really done something like this. So yeah, it, it really makes you think. And I know Kyle has already mentioned about like, would you be friends, you know, with your parents when they were kids? But I mean, there, I do almost wish there was kind of more to like the mystery, but also at the same time, I feel like I get, I, it's hard to know, like, okay, obviously I'm assuming that this takes place in like a reality where that's not actually happening, but at the same time it is very confusing because of the way it's set up. Like, I don't know, this little girl is hanging out with somebody. Like, do they think that this is an imaginary friend or because they look exactly alike and then no one like makes a mention of like, wow, you guys look a lot like or anything. I don't know. It, you really, I feel like you do have to suspend your disbelief quite a bit in this movie. But funny about funny thing about that is like, in, in Vox Lux, Natalie Portman's daughter is played by the same girl that plays Natalie Portman when she's a kid, but like really? nobody addresses it. Yeah. You just have to like go. Yeah. With it. Okay. And I did, but I, I won't lie that it does get kind of like when it, at the first part, it's easier because like, she's just going in the woods. Right. And you know, she could be, she's a kid. She could be making this up. But when it starts getting to the end, I feel like it's a little clumsy. And they're in the same know. room with like, <laughs> with their her, like dad or whatever. Yeah. It, like she's he, that part. And also with the grandma that is supposed to be dead. And then, like, it also gets kind of weird when she's, like, the one little girl who's going to be her mom is, like, starting to talk. Like, I knew I'd be happy because I would, like, want you as a kid. And also, like, seeing her husband who she's going to, like, you know, be with later in life. I don't know. Like, those parts get a little awkward. (laughs) But overall, I love this director. I think she's one of the best working right now. And I can't wait to see what she has next. So yeah, I gave it a four star. I don't know you got, have you guys even been saying what you've been giving it? Mm, yeah. Okay. Well, I gave it a four star. <clears throat> okay. My turn. Yeah. Uh, so I touched briefly, um, watch this two nights ago. Chris, I got to pick the movie. So we ended up watching the okay, age of go. Adeline. <laughs> um, I don't. Why are you gay? <laughs> I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. Um, I think 
that um, it's a very <laughs> interesting um, concept. Um, the I, the kind of the idea idea behind it is this um, Blake Lively's character ends up. Um, she's like living in a certain era and then ends up like crashing and then she actually dies because she dies a hypothermia and then like gets struck by lightning and then like <laughs> is revived and then can live forever and salad <laughs> it's it feels like a book that was written into a movie and then i looked and it's not but that's what it feels like it's like a ya girl very much book. yeah but um I mean, it's got Blake Lively in it, so points for that instantly. Um, love Gossip Girl. I mean, <laughs> I love her. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's it go. is what you think it's gonna. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is what you think it's gonna be. I mean, it's it's a it's a rom it's a romantic romantic drama that hits all of the cliche notes that you're kind of expecting, but the added wrinkle of she can live forever. So, you know, her relationships are kind of dated or like can only, can only go so far because she knows that she's going to ultimately outlive them. So she kind of ends up like kind of, she moves every decade and changes her name and kind of just has to constantly be on the run. A cool little, kind of twist is obviously her her daughter who's played by um ellen i forget her fucking last name ellen um burston generous yeah burston what do you <laughs> degenerous yeah no ellen burston that's that, what i thought immediately as well i'm gonna <laughs> say that. um is her daughter and her daughter obviously ages and she doesn't so eventually she like kind of has to start calling her her daughter has to start saying that her mom is her granddaughter so it's kind of a weird dynamic and makes it somewhat interesting at least somewhat um, more so than just your traditional guy and girl guy and girl fall in love see each other at a bar and you know kind of move on from there so add a little wrinkle to it good not great didn't hate it pretty long movie honestly i think it's like two hours or touching two hours um but it kind of flew by honestly and um like i said didn't hate it didn't love it and that's where we end up at a two and a half yeah is exactly what that is right in the middle okay very cool well i rewatched another movie i see it josh loves i can't wait no uh possession and i am still baffled by this movie just as much as i was the first time i watched (laughs) it um gave it a little bit more credit this time um i do think there are interesting things going on here and i think it's striving for a lot you know it's kind of like swinging for the fences but it's not batting 100 um, yeah, you, you can't fault it for its effort, I guess. Yeah, and 
I still do not know if like this is like an authentic, like genuinely trying to be like great film or if like they're really leaning into like the corniness and the goofiness. So because of that, because I can't figure it out, like still, I still think that's like a negative for the against the movie. Um, I still don't know what the fuck happens in this movie, which is also a problem. <laughs> I think there's some bad editing, some bad camera movements and just confusing things. The acting is hilariously bad. Uh, people like say her performance, like Isabel Ajani or whatever her name is, is like that subway scene is like so amazing. It's like, Oh my God, it's the best acting. Incredible. But she's overacting so hard <laughs> that like the best acting isn't overacting or like underacting or like playing it straight. The best acting is like in the middle when it seems like authentic. Cause like everybody yeah, can, can overact and oversell and everybody playing. can just yeah. play like a straight face, but like that authentic genuine, like in the middle ground, that's where I feel like it's the hardest to sell. And yeah, like she's just overacting so much there that why, why is that amazing? Why is that great? I don't know, but whatever. Uh, yeah, still didn't get much more from it. Um, I think it'll take about six more rewatches for me to fully understand it. And who knows, maybe in those rewatches, I'll get it up there to a to a five. But for now, I only bumped it up half five. a star. I'm going one and a half on the rewatch of Possession. Okay. Cool, cool. Is that it for everybody? Uh, yep, yep. Yeah. I do want to do a slight cummer dumb. Oh, got some, let's hear got it. some big, big movie news today that was released. I don't know if you guys saw it. I don't even know what this is. James Gunn made his announcements, his first announcements on the DC universe, mm. the upcoming movies and everything. So um saw this on Instagram. Want to just go through these. There's like nine slides, a pretty massive announcement, but um, or I guess large announcement, whether or not it's massive is uh, subjective. But um, so Batman part two, the Batman part two, isn't releasing until October 25, of 25. Yeah, I did see that. Official date. Um, James Gunn's Superman film titled Superman Legacy is coming out in July of 2025. It also will not be an origin film, so he's already going to be there. Um, Wait, also- I thought that was the reason why they ended up fucking over uh, Henry Cavill. Cavill was because they were going to go younger. Well, he... It's on origin. Huh. So but it sounds he like can a little little older? <laughs> yeah, or maybe That's older. A, then why not Cavill? Oh. Well, then they obviously he's going to be younger than Cavill. <laughs> um, a new, another Batman movie is going to come out. So there's going to be two Batmans, which mm. sounds dumb, but it's going to be called The Brave and the Bold, which is going to focus on Bruce and Damien, which is Robin in that universe. Damien is just in that timeline or whatever that's his son right because dick grayson so is damien is damien wayne sure i mean there's I'm so many you, i'm not asking yeah. i'm telling you no yeah, no no i, know. I said sure yeah like i'm agreeing with you by saying okay. sure because i have no <laughs> idea um there's going to be a green lantern series mm. focused on hal jordan and john stewart which is going to be in the vein of true detective Oh, God. 
Yeah, I don't know about that. Um, Supergirl. Clearly, that's just um, buzzwords. Like in the vein of True Detective, that doesn't mean anything for a superhero series. That's just like trying to get people excited. Give you a tangible thing to grasp onto. Yeah, I mean, if it was like the first Batman, where it was much more like a detective light. I mean, Robert Pattinson's the Batman. Right. Okay. Have you guys? Have either of you seen True Detective season one? I have seen most of it. Okay, I loved it. Yeah. That show is dark as fuck. There's 0% chance that that series will be as dark as True Detective. I mean, DC is pretty dark. DC is pretty dark. Uh, This direction, no. there. It's going to be more appealing. There's no James way Gunn, it's going to yeah. be as yeah. oppressive as so James, True Detective. So James that show is like literally depressing. No. James Gunn is the head of the DCU. Oh. He's the Kevin Feige of DC now. He's yeah. a Kevin Feige, yeah. So he is the the captain of the, the DCU Patriarch. airplane. Um, Supergirl and Swamp like Thing Pope. are getting their own films. Talk to the Pope. He knows everything. Yep, exactly. <laughs> uh, Booster Gold. Apparently, Booster Gold is never heard of her. A no DC idea. character. He's getting a series. And then there's also another series that's going to focus on the Amazons prior to the events of Wonder Woman yeah. is also in the works. So we have Booster Gold, Swamp Thing, Paradise Lost. I don't know what that is. The Authority, Green Lantern, Superman Legacy, Brave and the Bold, and then Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow yeah. are all going to come out. Come or dumb on that. For the whole thing? Yes. Um, going dumb. <laughs> but just for Bat, the Batman, come. Yes. Matt Reeves is going to pilot. He's still in the world. Yeah. So, so Yeah, come. which I is fine. Reeves, I think Matt Reeves agreed to a trilogy, if I'm not mistaken. I, I hope he, so. He's gonna, they want to do a three-part. Which okay, would be but awesome. here's, the only here's, dumb is I have to wait another two years. <laughs> yeah, and and two years. dumb, the reason that it's so long is because they're filming the Penguin show. Apparently that is coming off of canon. the Batman and canon. It's going to lead into uh, the second film. So if you want to get the second film, you have to watch a TV show. I'm so fucking Penguin. sick of Disney and Marvel. Doing the Marvel thing. I, it's so dumb. It's so dumb. I'm sick of it. I don't have your movies be standalone or make it a trilogy, whatever they connect. I'm fucking done with this TV leading into movies bullshit. I don't want to have to do all this homework to enjoy a fucking movie. I agree. I don't have to want to have to, like you said, don't want to have to do homework. Like if I, the homework I should do is just watching the prequel, but yeah, yeah. The first, yeah, sure, exactly. that's fine. <laughs> And then and even this, next, like, I think some, I think like I can get wanting to be able to stand on their own. Universe, like that's fine. Like, but if, as long as they don't, uh, they can all stand alone. That's cool. I mean, like if the show can stand alone, you don't need to watch it for the movie. Cool. But when it, you have to watch it for the movie, eh, that sucks. Yeah, exactly. So our next, my next, um, come or dumb is Zach Kreger. Got a eight-figure deal to make a new horror film that 
uh, is supposed to be a new huge horror hits called like what I forget the name weapon and uh, weapon and a new something, but it's like really big because it's like his first um, movie or it's like his first big budget movie. Cause obviously he came out with barbarian and coming from what um, he came from the whitest kids, you know, he was a sketch comedy. Um, <clears throat> so he's going from barbarian micro budget to an eight figure deal. And it's supposed to be like a, like a drama, like a huge epic kind of movie. And they're calling it like a horror Magnolia, which mm. I believe. Well, I haven't seen PTA. Magnolia, so, but I know what it's like. I get the vibe that you're, that they're going for from that. So, so like a horror epic of sorts. Mm. So we don't know a runtime, but Magnolia, I think it's over three hours. So it is we're looking longest. at a long movie. <laughs> yeah. I'm cool with that. I mean, I think he, I don't know if he necessarily earned that. Yeah, but I mean, I think there's a lot of horror directors, a.k.a. our boy. Yeah. Robert Eggers that deserves that more. But I also understand why New Line Cinema Cinema would say. But he kind of, I mean, he kind of got that. Like he got to make The Northman and. Yeah, but eight. I mean, this is massive. (laughs) Yeah. Is Northman an eight figure movie? Uh, I don't no. know. I don't know. It was a middle budget movie. It did. It did make money. It did make money. <laughs> yeah, but Speaking eight figures is only money. eight figures is ten million. That's not a lot. Yeah, but going from yeah, six I guess figures. Northman <laughs> did have it then. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. How, I thought. Yeah, I forgot how yeah but seventy million. So what I'm saying is, <laughs> how much was Northman? Like seventy million. I don't know if that was high, but what I'm saying is. He's make, he's doing this after one movie. Yeah. Where Robert Eggers had to do two. To be fair, big. Barbarian is much easier for most people to enjoy versus yeah, Lighthouse, two, and, much, which yeah, is much way, more difficult. Exactly. I would say the, yeah. the Lighthouse is more difficult than The Witch. Uh, maybe. The Witch is much more yes, straightforward. The Witch you can barely horror. understand, though. I, I would agree. But, okay, back to Craigers. I think that it's, sure, like, 10 million, not a lot. I don't know how he's going to make a three hour movie with that much and have it be like this epic to this epic scale. Well, we so could say, maybe we could say 90 million. million. Yeah, 99 million could be. Oh, well, sure. Okay. That's fair. Yeah, I don't I mean, who knows how much it is, but I, I, I the thing that I'm focused on is it sounds like it's not going to be like a tropey cliche horror movie, which is the most interesting ones, right? Eggers, Ari Aster, you know, even Barbarian, those, these movies get elevated and I feel like get a lot more praise than your standard typical horror movie because they're going for something different. So if he wants to make something different, if he wants to make a, make a horror Magnolia, I'm all for that. And I love Barbarian, obviously. So I uh, trust him fully until he, yeah, yeah. until he fucks up. Yeah, it's just called uh, titled. It's titled Weapons. Is the name? I'm gonna say come. Very cool. I am also a come. But we did talk about making money. I just wanted to point out since we've talked about this, Avatar is now made money. It passed at three it billion. It passed. Is that no? It it's 
it's at 2.1 or billion, but it's officially made money now. James Cameron is the only director that's had three movies over a billion. But he's still not the highest grossing. Spielberg is. Well, 10 billion. uh, Way more. He's at like 10 billion and James Cameron is at 8 billion. But also, you know who the only actor actor is? Zoe Saldana. Yeah. She's been in Guardians of the Galaxy and uh, both Avatars, Avatars, which have all made over a billion. Yeah, the only actor slash actress. (laughs) That has made over 5 billion or something. Movies that have grossed 5 billion or something. That's insane, but. Huge. Okay. And also, The Last of Us came out. Has anybody watched it? No. Oh, have you? Yes. Watched I've watched the first episode. I haven't watched the second yet. But so, I'm, I am caught up. Is fully. The whole thing is the whole thing out. There's three oh. episodes out right now. Three episodes out. Yeah. I'm and fully caught up. Most recent episodes are supposed right. to be. And massive. so far, first episode I thought was really good. I'm very interested in watching more. Kyle, what do you think so far? Um. God damn it! Hold on. We'll save it. <laughs> No, hold on. Sorry. It's like, I don't know what I think. Let me look at reviews. I'm just <laughs> Let me look at what I wrote down. I mean, it's all right. Yeah. I think it's pretty <laughs> good so far. I mean, I've only seen one episode, but pretty good. So I've seen all three. Um, I don't think it's it's way overrated. It's I don't know why people are well, yeah. saying it's like the best show ever. Like I think Chernobyl yeah, is way no better, way. which yeah. it's not really comparable to The Last of Us. But Craig Mazin, the same showrunner or same director, whatever. Uh, I think the production is kind of like the best thing about it. The uh, I love the design and like just how the creatures look and everything, and very Annihilation esque, obviously. Yeah. Um, definitely a lot of money went into it. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, there's definitely great parts to it. And episode three, there's like, yeah, there's a like emotional through line that actually kind of works, which is surprising. Like for me that I felt that, um, but yeah, there's still, there's definitely flaws and things to pick up. Yeah, like, I, mean, uh, I didn't, I don't have I, any, I felt that in episode one, I was thinking like around, seven eight but mm-hmm. yeah i thought it was pretty good so far i still have to watch the next two episodes kyle if you want to feel justified in your thoughts mm-hmm. chernobyl has a 9.4 at seven hundred and sixty-five thousand six hundred people the last of us has a 9.3 so already <laughs> lower at one hundred twenty-eight thousand three hundred. yeah i mean i'm just saying like it's on like it's almost on par with that. And when the first two episodes came out, it was even higher. Like it dropped be- of the third episode because of a storyline, which is just fucking sickening. Like that. Yeah. Art, the, the world we got from in. Yeah. Like yeah, literally because, like, I heard LGBT it was really good. But, it. Yeah. I was going to say, cause I heard a lot of people hated on it. Cause I saw an article that was like, this is the like, yeah, and like the article said, this was one of the best episodes yet. And then like all of the like, the comments were just like laughing emojis about it. I'm like, oh, like if it helps, Jacob, it's, it's, it's it was of... my favorite episode so far. Okay, and so like I so the person was right. Who and Rotten Tomatoes, the highest ep- highest rated episode is episode three. 96. Well, yeah, I mean, imagine that art art critics like are on board with it and fucking 
you know general public isn't it? <laughs> yeah yeah the midwest like fucking just trying to watch a zombie show is like why are there gay people why are there fucking <laughs> why are there gay people in my zombie show they're kissing they're touching lips <laughs> I'm, I'm, I just want to see another Walking Dead. <laughs> we're, we're talking Southern. He said Midwest. I mean, some people like yeah, I'm not I mean, gonna lie. Like I literally have multiple customers. I know. Like we're in Jackson. They're like, "Hey, I need my uh, prescription." I'm like, "Where are you from?" Like <laughs> I'm from here too. And we like, also went to school in a podunk country. Yeah, I'm town like I went we to school in co- Corn Cob, and like I don't sound like you. Like shut up. Like yeah, this is so fake. Like stop. Yeah, anyway. I'll definitely keep watching it, but um, maybe we can do a, a more in-depth review when it's when it's wrapped. Okay, nothing else for you guys. Right. Let's shut her down. All right, so next week, as I mentioned, uh, we will do Infinity Pool. I don't know if you guys wanted to try to do Knock at the Cabin as well. I think, personally, I would rather just wait and just do one at a time. You know what I would rather do if we're going to do a double feature? That might what? sound a little controversial. Well, it, am I going to have to go to the theater a little... Is the question. Mm, yes. <laughs> okay, what's the movie? Missing. Uh, not interested. I mean, I've got I know two it's people that I follow. we got huge reviews. Yeah, I know it's getting praise and stuff like that. And uh, I just, I don't know. That'll be a VOD watch down the road. You don't have to go to the movie twice. You don't have to go to the theater twice if you watch it in the same day. <laughs> you don't have to go once. Yeah, sure. We did it before, Kyle. We did it before. I Yeah, I've done it before, but fuck, I'm busy this weekend, too. I'm already stretched trying to get to see Infinity Pool. Uh, hey, Infinity Pool for picking one. Okay, well, we're going to do a feature review on Infinity Pool. If you want to go see Missing, go see it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so yeah, definitely infinity pool. And then maybe we'll do knock at the cabin. If you don't want to do it, then that's fine. I'll just go fucking see it by myself, but infinity pool next week. All right. If you want to, uh, send us a question or comment, you can email us at sudden cinema podcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at suds and cinema podcast. I'm on letterboxd and untapped at the KG project. I'm on both of those. That's JSAL517. That's JSAL517. And I'm on both platforms at Josh underscore Saldana. Well, thank you and describe or don't describe. All right. Thanks for listening. Cheers, guys. Last hope I'll do anything you say.